Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. And so, hi, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And in front of me, a new guest, Barbie Wharton, all the way from the States, I'm thinking. Is that right, Barbie? Canada. I'm from Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia. Fantastic. And, I, and you know, chatting to you earlier, I noticed the Canadian accent. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you today? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be here and to get into uh, a chat with you. Yeah, fantastic. So um, Bobby, tell us a bit about um, what it is you do. Um, right now, I am currently starting back up I ran a dance um, event planning business with my mom and my sister um, for the past 20 years, and we had to close that due to COVID. And so I'm just trying to start up again myself, doing a couple small events over here in the Vancouver Lower Mainland. So I'm very excited about that. I danced my whole life, um, ballet, jazz, tap, etc. So I like to stay close into that community, as well as you know, being a partner and a wife and a mom. I have two boys who are 14 and 12. And so they keep me quite busy as well. That's So that's actually, it's like, you know, it's, it's a sort of fairly normal story, isn't it? It's a really good, isn't it? I mean, you've basically had a career, you've had a life, you've done all the sort of normal things, but you're doing like a lot of us are, you're sort of trying to cope with what life's throwing at us at the moment, but you're doing some quite interesting things. But unpack for me a bit the, the dance thing, because actually I'm always fascinated anything to do with the arts. So talk to me more about what, what it was you were doing. Um, so I danced since I was about, um, probably in about grade five. My mom then actually bought the dance studio that we danced at. She said it was cheaper to buy the studio than to pay for all our dance classes. My sister wow. and I um, danced 20, 30 hours a week which really quite frankly is nothing compared to what the dancers do these days. They're fabulous, so talented. So then um, in 2021, my mom started a dance competition, taking all the kind of um, good parts that she found from, from other events and, and put one together. Um, my sister and I worked with her for about 15 years, producing 14 dance events over Western Canada. Wow. And what sort and, of dance, sorry, what, what sort of dancing is this? Uh, jazz, tap, ballet, those oh. types of things for kids right. from age three to 18. Yeah. Um, just what we did. We did and, you know, came to love the community, felt at home there. And so this year, um, you know, due to COVID for various reasons, of course, we had to close the company. 
and uh, my mom and my sister are, are pursuing different things. And I decided I'd like to um, just try again, you know, get back up, dust yourself off and try again. So like so many of us are doing in COVID, um, just taking that time that the universe is giving us to kind of pause and reflect and think, is this actually something I want to do? And it is something that I wanted to give a shot at. I wasn't ready to, um, to stop that area of my life. So I do have a lot of passions and projects that I work on as entrepreneurs. We always do. <laughs> um, but that's when I'm going to keep on, keep on trying, keep trying to make it happen. And this is not the first time your resilience has been tested, is it? So tell me, tell me a bit oh. about what are the challenges you've had then? Um, so in 2015, I woke up with Bell's palsy. And for those who are unfamiliar with it, you wake up with sudden onset paralysis to one side of your face. And um, not fairly common enough, but not super common. So there wasn't a lot of information out there. First thing I did was Google Louise Hay and, you know, metaphysical reasons for Bell's palsy. First thing I did. This was while I was sitting at the naturopath office. I'd already been to the MD. Now I'm at the naturopath office. Got to find out all the information, do all the things. That's the type of person I am. And Louise Hay is, um, you know, in a nutshell, it basically is holding in anger and not using your voice. Yeah. And my first reaction was, God, I never shut up. What do you mean not use my voice? And, you know, that's the first thing my mom said, but um, internally, I wasn't standing up for myself. I wasn't using my voice to um, really say my opinions or, or, or quite frankly, even think about what my opinion was. Yeah. I was doing the life and doing the things. And like you said earlier, you know, went to high school, went to, you know, went to college, got the business degree, went, you know, did management, got into upper management, got married, had babies. And then you get to the point where you're like, okay, well, who am I? What am I, what am I doing? Yeah. And I just had a breakdown. Essentially my body, you know, was like, that's it. You didn't listen to the signs. You didn't listen to the little signs. So now we're going to literally smack you upside the side of the head and make you listen. So what it did for me is I spent about three weeks in bed. <laughs> um, I'm a very positive person. So of course my mom helped and was doing research with me and she goes, Oh, you know, some people heal after three days. She's like, I can, that's okay. I can do this for three days or three weeks or six weeks or six months. And I've gotten to about 85% recovery now, right. but it is a, it's a constant story of resilience because it's our face is what we put forward to the world. Yeah. So every time it kind of bothers me a little bit, I really try to put it back to what's happening with me right now. Why, why, why am I noticing this? Why does my face feel tighter today than yesterday? Um, sometimes it's just cold out, but, <laughs> yeah. and just kind of regroup and say, am I using my voice right now? And, 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 and was it literally overnight? It was just one of those things. There was no lead up, warm up, warning signs, nothing. It's just, well, it happened on a Monday on a Friday. I kind of felt myself getting sick. Mm. Um, you feel like you're getting a little bit of a cold. It's a virus, so you feel like you're a little bit run down. Great, cool, take a bunch of emergency, do whatever I did, um, keep on plowing through life because that's what we do. We don't slow down when our body tells us to slow down. We just keep on going because uh, you know you gotta do all the things and be all the places. And you know what, guess what? No, you don't, you don't. It, you know, life will go on without you. So I woke up on Monday morning 
And at the time, I think my kids were probably six and four around there. And, you know, you're waking up and making the lunches and getting the runners and finding the socks and getting everybody into the car, right? As all parents know, any, you know, kids of any age, mornings are so calm, right? Like, you know, you put your feet up, have some coffee. No, absolutely not. So I used to do oil pulling in my mouth and I thought, oh, that was weird. It was kind of dribbling on like, oh, I don't know, whatever. Okay. And I said to my oldest, I'm like, does mommy's face look weird to you? Yeah, whatever. Okay, great. Well, my resting face looked fine. So it was fine. Went out, went about my day. And I called my partner at the time and I said, I think I've got sinus infection because my sound side of my face felt puffy. Yeah. And he says, well, go to the doctor. I don't have time, like whatever. And he rarely would push me on things like that. He said, go to the doctor. And it's, it's quite funny because I had never heard of Bell's palsy before other than one situation. Um, I was a sales manager um, shortly before that. And one of the ladies on my team was quite a bit older than me. And she had a, um, her husband got Bell's palsy. And at the time I was like, oh, that sucks. Like whatever. So it was super weird. Cause I said to him, I said, well, if I have Bell's palsy, you still got to love me anyways. So it's just very weird that that popped into my head. Yeah. Went to the doctor. He said, you got to get in right away. Or sorry, went to the, called my doctor. My doctor was like, oh, you know, sorry. You know, first appointment's three days away. Went to the clinic and the clinic said, call your doctor and get in now. And, and I said, well, they can't, I, they said three days. And they said, call and tell them, you, I think you have Bell's palsy. And you need to come in right now. Well, that's not really the VIP treatment. You know, when a doctor, (laughs) when a doctor boosts you to the front of the line, it's not because, you know, you're at a club in Vegas and you're extra cute. You get to the front of the line, right? That's not a good thing. So into the MD, took the steroids, took the antivirals, went directly to my naturopath and did all those things yeah those things as well so that's kind of the story with that I mean it was sudden onset it did progress over two days um and hasn't I mean I'm probably about 85 percent right now but um it hasn't quite gone away so and it it is rare and it's very strange and I mean I've had Bell's palsy as well as very few people have had it but uh, and you're right, we had uh, steroids were part of it. And you can see by my handsome good looks that your good looks really do come back. Not, um, <laughs> I, I think I've lost mine in a, in a sock somewhere uh, one, one morning getting out of school years ago. Uh, no, um, no. But, but so what did the naturopath talk about? Because actually the, the thing about it, which is most peculiar, is this suddenness, isn't it? I remember going to work that day and I had to manually blink my eye because the whole of one side of your face just literally stops, doesn't it? And it's most peculiar. It is. And it's very interesting to me. I mean, the way that your face is set up, how the nerve is a perfect spider web on each side. Yeah. That it's perfectly, you know, in the middle. And my sister would joke around and she says, well, so your forehead on this side so smooth. You don't even yeah. need Botox because literally this side um, was so smooth. Yes, very interesting. And one of them, that is one of the main concerns that people don't really realize with Bell's palsy is the eye becomes so dry and just the things that you don't realize that your body does automatically I mean you do of course I blank automatically but you really don't until your body stops doing it and and yes it it is really quite interesting and that it comes back you know within a couple days for some people and some people it never does so that's really interesting as well 
And that's where I've done the reading and I'm not an expert by any means, but it's very interesting to me that metaphysically it means different things because so say for you, for example, you got it, it, your face comes back totally fine. I get it. And I have synchronesis. I have nerve displacement and those things. So you're like, you think, okay, well, why does that happen to certain people? And then certain people are totally fine. So that, that's the kind of thing that's fascinating to me that I like to read about. Um, and, you, you know, and you were telling me that you're causes. setting, and you're telling me you're setting up a resource for this as well. So tell me more about that. I am, I am. And I'm very excited about it. Um, it's called bellspalsytalk.com. And what I'm wanting to do is, of course, you know, you, you get Bell's Palsy, you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? You start Googling everything. And because it isn't that common, there isn't a lot of information out there. And of course, I do understand that the money and the research money goes to cancers and things that are, you know, uh, killing people, essentially. Um, so that's not one of these things, but it is it is so traumatizing and yes. emotionally um, terrifying to have something like this happen to your face. So I just want to create a portal or community for people to come together. I don't have any answers but maybe bringing people on that do. Um, I've had great feedback and great interest and I'm just really passionate about it because I think that even just talking and, and being like, hey, yes, I have had it too. Or, you know, what do you do about this? Or what essential oil do you like for this? Or whatever, you know, yeah. and I think it'll be nice to do that. Yeah, I agree. So I'm very excited. Yeah, so I've had really great response. So yeah, yeah. I'm, so we'll I'm sure. I, and I'm guessing if you join in all the Facebook groups as well, I mean, there must be, it'd be great to have something in one place, wouldn't it? I think that's a clever idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And so what else are you up to as an entrepreneur? Because obviously you're bouncing back from the business going, you know, down, as you said. So you've dug deep and, and you're coming out fighting and swinging. So so what's next for you then in the entrepreneurial stakes, as well as the, the social good you're doing with Bell's Palsy? You know, that is the big question, isn't it, as entrepreneurs? You know, when I'm in this kind of phase, um, I'm in my little cocoon right now is what I like to call it, where we're all being forced into this period of rest, as I mentioned before, for us to recalibrate and really think about, is this something that I want to put my heart and my soul in? I turned 40 this year, and that's something that people, you know, uh, more experienced in life I wouldn't say older I'd say more experienced in life Wiser. you know tell yeah. me that's a big year yeah and I am telling you this has been a big year so I'm being given this amazing opportunity to be able to re you know re-decide what I want to do um the events are exciting for me I really enjoy that community and staying involved you know what that looks like what my events are going to be how big they're going to be and things like that I'm very open to see what's meant to be um this project with Bell's Palsy I'm very excited about that speaking out publicly I love guesting on podcasts things are are kind of open for me right now and I love taking on new opportunities I do a lot of graphic design and web design um, my partner has a few companies so I you know I do keep busy with things like that on the side um, but my passion really is speaking and making people feel supported and inspired in life just by my stories or facilitating other people's stories Brilliant. so I'm very excited about that right now so no doubt will they expect a book sir you know what? It is on my list. So it, it has, you know, it has crossed my life, my, uh, my uh, vision board. I haven't really found 
kind of that story. I mean, I have a lot of stories, like let's not, don't get me wrong, but find that exactly targeted story. And I think Bell's palsy might be it. So I think that, you know, we might be getting there. I, um, my stories, you know, you can always tie it into, I speak a lot about self-care. Um, and I think that that can be really tied into a book because nobody even knows what self-care is. Mm. I didn't, you know, so, uh, it's, in- it's interesting it's voice. interesting you say that it's, and it's interesting talking to a a person who's not in the therapy world because most therapists bang on about self-care all the time but you're you've come that from a, the place where you're not in this world and you've just been an entrepreneur and you've done your thing and you've discovered this thing and it's fascinating to, to hear you say that it's I mean there must be thousands of therapists rotating now with frustration going how how do people not know this yet but it's true, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it escapes people when they're full with a busy life. They're not interested in this thing. They're too busy living to be bothered about self-care. Is that fair? Absolutely. And I think that especially in our society right now, you know, with, you know, business and push and I got to make more money and I got to be a better mom and I got to be a better partner and I got to, um, I do speak a lot about proactive self-care, which let me tell you back then when I was, you know, the mom and, and had the toddlers and doing the things, like you said, had the normal, uh, I had the dream life, right? Nice house, you know, marriage was doing okay. Kids were doing okay. Everything. Yeah. And you get to the point where you got to be perfect, 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 perfect. Everything has got to be perfect. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Cause I'm, you know, you know, my parents are, are awesome. Like super chill, like, you know, do the best you can, whatever. But I have, you know, gone to a lot of different kinds of therapy. I like to try everything. And I went to a spiritual coach and she said, you know, as you do as therapists, what do you do for self-care? I don't know. I mean, I go for a pedicure once in a while. Like literally that was my answer. I don't know. I didn't know what it was. Never mind what I do for that. So, you know, speaking to people and it isn't just sitting and you know, meditating for half an hour and, you know, check it off the list. That's not what it is for me. And it's different for everybody. For me, it was just speaking up, using my voice, honoring, like not letting other people's picture of perfect be more important than mine. Um, not even having a picture of perfect, you know, sitting down, I mean, like, what do I actually want? Yeah. And if it wasn't the same thing as the people surrounding me on my team or, or, or my home or whatever is to be like, stop, no, this is what my opinion is. Yeah. Um, That's good and advice. I, I think just, thank you. I think just, you know, and, and honestly, that's just me living and learning. That's what happened. That's the reason why the universe was like, nope, if you're, your voice has been, you have pushed your voice down for so long. We are literally going to paralyze your mouth, literally and, going to paralyze your mouth until you figure it out. Yeah, and that's it's interesting that this sort of wisdom of age. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the aging process. Oh, the, oh, I forget the phrase you used earlier. You didn't call it aging. You called it something else. But experience. That wisdom, experience, that's it. That's the one I remember. Yeah, but the people <laughs> people can have one year's experience 39 times. So uh, I, I tend to, to find that's an interesting one. But um, I think the wisdom of um, middle age is that thing about actually thinking to yourself, all this stuff we've been trained in and perfectionism and all that stuff, it's it's actually so tiring and it's just it's exhausting, absolutely exhausting isn't it so i like the way you've yeah. come to that so if people want to find out more about your journey and um, all the resources you're going to start putting together and especially if they can contribute in any way what's the best way they can find you bobby 
Um, well, my personal website is barbiewharton.com, W-H-A-R-T-O-N. And then the new project, like you're saying, I'm starting is bellspalsytalk.com. And I have launched the kind of Instagram. We're going to do a lot on Clubhouse. Clubhouse um, to me is a resource I'm really excited about, yeah. uh, especially being a speaker, having that platform. So we'll have some chats in there just for people to feel supported. Like I said, I'm not a doctor or a health or therapist or physio in any way. But what I'm looking to do is bring people together and the people who are experts can give information and then people can do their research from there. Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah, it's, sometimes, I, really it's, sometimes it's best not to be the expert sometimes it is the best to be that catalyst that brings people together I think that's brilliant yes thank you and I do I do have a lot to say so <laughs> and in a very sassy way so I see on your website so it's been great to spend some time with you today thanks so much thank you so much for having me we'll be in touch yeah we will you take care hi everybody I hope you found that episode useful and interesting Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.